How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today we are diving into a topic that is near and dear to my heart, which is starting a passion project or a side gig. As I was planning for this episode, I noticed the release date is about a month away from April 1st, which is the Flourish Careers business anniversary. In the U.S., April 1st is also known as April Fool's Day. And I'll never forget sitting in front of my computer, staring at the publish button on my brand new website. The question racing through my mind was, would this be the greatest joy or just an April Fool's Day joke? Fast forward to today and guess what? It's been an incredible five years of highs and lows and countless lessons learned. So I thought for today, why not peel back the curtain and give you a backstage pass to the path of starting a side gig that eventually morphed into my full-time gig. I hear from a ton of job seekers that they have a secret dream to own their own business or to become a solopreneur, which is awesome. There are tons of ways to work on your own terms in today's world. Along the same lines, I often have people approach me with dreams of pursuing something entirely new but they lack the experience and they tend to talk themselves out of it before even giving it a try. And my guidance is always simple. Give it a shot. Starting as a side gig can be an excellent way to give it a shot. So for today, we're gonna dive into what a side gig is. I'm gonna share some stats so you know that you're not alone. And then I'll walk you through a three-part framework in the event that you're interested in getting started with a side gig. So let's get to it. What is a side gig or a passion project? In my mind, a side gig is essentially a small business that you do on the side. (laughs) So it's usually a one-person show, just you, no other team members. You could think about being a freelancer or a solopreneur, or self-employed. And when you start a side gig, you typically already do something else. 
So maybe you work for an employer, you work at home as a parent, or maybe you're in school. You've got a full plate. However, you want to get something going on the side, whether it's because you can't stop thinking about it and you want to give it a try, or maybe you want to produce extra money, or maybe you're thinking about making a change and you want to start that change as a side gig before making the full leap. All of those are amazing ideas and worth pursuing. So I wanted to share some stats with you that I thought were pretty eye-opening. And these were from Lending Tree. They did a side hustlers survey. And it said that 45% of Americans currently have a side hustle. And 43% of Americans don't have a side hustle yet, but they want to start one soon. So if you're thinking about starting a side gig, you are not alone. And my guess is that as technology continues to evolve, and I personally think that as soon as health benefits and retirement benefits aren't tied to a corporation, many, many more people are going to be interested in starting and doing work on their own terms. So with that, here is a foundational three-part framework to help you get started with your side gig. First is that you are going to have to make time. Then you want to tailor your offer to your strengths and know that trial and error are going to be part of the process. So this three-part framework to get started is time, tailor, and trial. Let's start with time. This is a common question and a common concern that I hear all the time. But when it comes down to it, my friends, yes, you are going to need to carve out time to work on your side gig. If your schedule is packed to the brim, leaving no room to think, catch your breath, or even take a moment for yourself, launching your side gig is going to be an uphill battle. So your first step is to reclaim your time. Do a time study. Track your time for one week. You could keep a detailed record of how you're spending your time, every task, every activity, how long each one takes. Are you spending a substantial number of hours each week watching your favorite TV shows and movies? Maybe you're allocating a ton of hours to repetitive tasks that could be delegated or automated. There's a beloved in our community that wanted to start a side gig and she did this time tracking and noticed that she was spending two and a half hours on the weekends running around to different grocery stores and drugstores. And so she decided that she could take that that task and delegate it by having her groceries delivered. That opened up two hours or more each weekend for her to dedicate to her side gig. Alternatively, maybe you're investing a bunch of time in a hobby that's no longer exciting to you. Maybe it once was, but not anymore. And so if you shift that time to your side gig, it can leave you more room for a new venture. So take a look at where your time goes and you might be surprised at what you discover. I know that balancing your side gig with a full-time job can be very challenging, but it's definitely achievable. Personally, I managed this by using my favorite t- 
time management technique, which is five minutes to flourish. So every single morning before diving into my day job, I dedicated just five minutes to my side gig, whether it was reaching out to someone for support or making some edits on my website or deciding on my services. I committed to doing one meaningful task a day. And over time, those five-minute increments added up. So once you've dedicated the time, you're ready to build and tailor your side gig. So the question here is, what kind of business do you want to start? There's so many opportunities. You could think about a service-based business, which is what I do as a career coach. Virtual assistant is a fun idea for a service-based business. Marketing professionals, graphic design, social media, copywriting, dog walking, being a professional organizer. These are all different service-based ideas that you could consider. And in my mind, this is one of the fastest ways to get started with a side gig. So basically, you figure out the service, put a price tag to it, and offer it. Very simple. You don't really need anything else to get started. Another business idea is a product-based business. So in my mind, there's two buckets here. There's digital products and physical products. So digital products could be courses or templates or toolkits. Like I have a self-paced online career change course. I have an interview prep toolkit and a couple other toolkits in my online shop. Physical products could be handmade candles or earrings, and maybe you sell them on Etsy. Or you could have a product manufactured and drop shipped or sold on Amazon. Of course, a brick and mortar storefront is an option, although that's going to be a lot more of an overhead and investment. There's tons of other ideas like being an author or self-publishing a book. The idea here is just to think about what would be fun for you. And once you decide on your model, it's time to build and tailor a framework. So as a solopreneur, think of your framework as the core of your business, the service or the product you offer, and how you uniquely deliver it. This is your secret recipe that sets you apart from the competition. It means defining what you want to offer and adding your personal touch to make it stand out. If you're unsure, think about your strengths. What's the one thing that you're exceptionally good at? Your superpower that has the potential to bring in significant income. It's time to recognize that and harness it in your offer. So when you're focused on building your side gig, it really, you want to ensure it aligns with your strengths so you don't get burned out and it continues to have the momentum to move forward. I had a light bulb moment during this process I noticed that all my friends were reaching out to me for help with their resumes and interviewing. And of course, this could obviously be because I was working in HR and I had some inside scoop on how these things work inside organizations. But I also recognized that helping others craft their career stories became very effortless to me. And so I decided to start right there. Maybe you have a natural talent for organizing and decluttering spaces. Friends and family come to you and they comment on how well organized your home is. And this leads you to consider offering a home organizing service. 
Or maybe you have a knack for creating these beautiful eye-catching graphics and designs. Your friends ask you for help in designing invitations for parties or event posters and social media. You could turn your design skills into a side gig. The truth is everyone possesses unique strengths and each one can lead to incredible success. The key is to build your side gig around these strengths and build your framework around these strengths, allowing you to operate from a place of confidence and excitement and fun. Now, if you don't know what your strengths are, or maybe you need a little bit of assistance, there are a ton of skills assessments out there. We dive into these in detail within the community and within the Fried to Flourishing course. One of my favorites that's a free assessment is called the High Five Assessment. I'll add that to the show notes for you. Basically, it's a 10 or 15 minute assessment and it's an offshoot from StrengthsFinder, which is a paid assessment. And it'll help you. It'll help you just kind of get an understanding for what you're really good at. And maybe you could use that to tailor your framework and tailor your offer. So from there, you really want to drill down and ask yourself three key questions. Number one is what is the product or service you're eager to offer? And I'm going to use an example here. Let's say it's gardening consultant. Then from there, you want to ask yourself, how will your offer enhance your customers or your client's life? So for a gardening consultant, imagine transforming their garden into this vibrant oasis, a place of relaxation and beauty They're going to enjoy the outdoors and they're going to host gatherings and connect with nature, relieve stress, and really increase their overall happiness. And then add another layer on there and say, what sets your approach apart? So maybe for a gardening consultant, it's all about personalized gardening plans and using sustainable or eco-friendly practices to create these green spaces. Or perhaps you're known for being really quick and doing speedy garden makeovers, turning a neglected yard into a lush paradise in no time. So that's just an example, but you want to ask yourself those key questions as you build out your framework. Once you determine your business model and tailor your framework, I highly recommend trying and testing your ideas to gauge market demand and viability. One simple approach is to offer your services for free in exchange for feedback and testimonials. So this could be with your friends and family, which is a really comfortable place to start. Maybe your friend just moved into a new house and the backyard is a disaster. So you offer to use your gardening consultant services to reshape her backyard. And in exchange, you get a testimonial that you could easily put on your website. Another idea, if you're offering a service or even a product, is to explore joining a collective. And what this does is it really takes the pressure off of handling sales and marketing, especially if you have a demanding day job. This can be a nice way to explore a side gig. So for example, 
I was hired on the Muse on their Coach Connect Connect platform. And that was such a great way for me to start this side gig. And I'll never forget once I got hired and my profile was public on the Muse, within six hours, I had my first client. And that moment, I realized I could get paid for this work. And it was such a defining moment. So anytime you can collaborate or be part of a collective, I think it's an excellent way to try something out without a lot of heavy lifting. When it comes to pricing your product or service, you want to take into account the feedback that you've gathered. Of course, you want to do a ton of market research. All of that is going to help you set a price that feels right. Pricing is so hard. What I recommend is go with your gut because if you're pricing something that's so high, when you start talking about it, the energy is just going to feel off. Or if you price something that's super low, you're going to start to feel resentful. So think about, do the market research and think about what would be comfortable for you. Now, of course, you're going to have to tell people and get the word out about your product or service. Creating a marketing plan to reach people who need what you're offering can be daunting, but it also can be really fun. And one thing here is that you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Do what's comfortable for you. So if you hate social media and you don't want to go down that path, don't do it. Maybe you create a postcard and mail it out to every single one of your neighbors or go knock on doors, whatever is comfortable for you. But bottom line is you're going to have to tell people about your product or service. And then remember, it's all about constant improvement. Don't be afraid to tweak and tailor your product or service based on what your customers are telling you. This way, you'll keep making it even better. In the first time you do something, it's not going to be perfect. It's probably going to be bad, but that's okay. Give yourself some grace. To this day, I'm still iterating my framework and crafting new toolkits and new ideas. And that's part of the fun of it. Now, Lastly, if you are considering starting a side gig in order to transition away from a full-time job, I want to share some thoughts around the finances. This is something that holds people back. I probably hear it on every single discussion when I talk to somebody who wants to start their own thing. Transitioning your side gig into a full-time job is exciting, but it's definitely a challenging decision. So to make this transition successful, it is crucial to evaluate the financial viability of your side gig. You want to ensure that it generates consistent and substantial income to cover your financial needs, including your bills and your savings. So building some kind of financial cushion is very wise. Personally, I wanted to save at least six months worth of living expenses to prepare. Of course, there might be unforeseen circumstances or slow periods. So you want to be prepared and do what's comfortable for you. Everyone's going to be different. So figure out what works for you. 
Another thing is that you might consider setting milestones to help you gauge when it's time to make that final leap. So whether that's achieving a specific income level, I remember talking to someone who didn't want to make the final leap until their side gig was bringing in the same level of income as their day job. You could also think about securing a certain number of clients or reaching a particular demand level for your product or service. Another idea to just kind of ease the transition is that you might consider a trial period where you reduce your hours at your full-time job. So you maybe you can reduce your hours to part-time or move into a temporary status or a consulting status. So you have that safety net if your side gig doesn't immediately replace your full-time income. Personally, in this situation, I told myself after I had saved at least the six months, I gave myself a year. I said, if I can make this work within this year, I'm going to keep going. And now it's been five years. Additionally, you want to plan for health insurance and other benefits. So explore your options. Check into legal requirements and tax considerations. Seek guidance from mentors and industry experts. And most importantly, trust your instincts and believe in your side gig's potential. There is so many things that you can do with your strengths to generate and start a side gig. Lastly, as we wrap up, I know that thinking about doing something on your own brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of fears. So with that, I want to share one inquiry that might help you start to move forward. That one inquiry is, what would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you weren't afraid? This one inquiry can open up so much goodness and so much energy. So I encourage you to grab a notebook and your favorite pen, sit down with a hot cup of coffee and ask yourself what you would do if you weren't afraid. Give it a shot and see what comes up. So in summary, starting a side gig is about seizing opportunities while managing your time wisely, tailoring your offer to your strengths and continually refining it through trials. So keep pushing forward, refining your approach, and embrace the learning process. Your passion project might just lead to a flourishing career. That's a wrap for this week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please consider recommending it to a friend. As always, notes from this episode can be found on the Flourish Careers blog at flourish.careers slash blog. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week.